0: Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with the bourbon or two It's time to hear the story by our military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello my friends and welcome back to the Lost Art Podcast. That podcast has given a voice to our veterans. On today's episode, we will be doing a fireside chat titled, Is the Military Too Corporate? I'm excited to have on here two Marine veterans, Aaron Davis and Victor Ney. But before we get into today's Fireside Chat, are you enjoying the podcast? Then consider becoming a TLA patron. That's the Lost Arts patron. It is through donations that we are able to continue recording the podcast to get our veteran voices out for all to hear. Just go to the Lost Art website and click on the Become a Patron link. If becoming a patron does not work for you, and you would rather do a one-time donation then go to the Lost Art website and scroll down and click on the link for a one-time donation. If you would like to become a guest and tell your veteran story, then email me at thelostartwithandrewcox at gmail.com. All right, all right, here we are, back for another fireside chat. All right, we got Aaron and we got Victor, both Marine veterans. Uh, we're both, both excited. I'm excited to have you both on here to talk about, uh, our next topic. Um, let's see. It's the, um, is the military, uh, too corporate? Wow. Uh, that's a good question. I, I know I've seen some very interesting stuff pop up recently. Uh, Aaron Vic, have you seen anything recently?
1: Yeah, yes. I, I, I was, I read an article, I believe, uh, I can't even remember what, um, uh, you know, news outlet it was or what it was, but I, I seen the link through LinkedIn the other day that said something about the military is becoming too corporate. Yeah. Yeah,
0: very good. They- uh Uh,
2: not only, uh, just the, uh, the, the articles that are out there, but I mean, all you have to do is anecdotally ask anybody. You see it all over media, social media. I mean, a lot of that is what they want us to see, but, uh, yeah. and then all over legacy media again what they want us to see uh but if 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 the what they allow us to see on the legacy media is just that little bit how much bigger or worse than it is uh, the than we could possibly imagine i don't even know but i mean when you look at the history of uh in even the last six years or so Uh, Everything that's happened uh, with, uh, if you want to call it, wokeness of the military, it seems uh, whatever flavor of the day is in the presidential office has turned the military into some kind of uh, social experiment.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys see the, uh, there was, uh, it's been on the news, uh, I think it was on Fox News where I saw it, but uh, it says the Heritage Foundation uh, 2024 uh, Index for the U.S. Military Strength. Did you guys see that?
1: Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. that was in the in the Federalist as well.
0: Yeah. Was it? It so it, it basically went through and uh graded all the different military services and uh based on uh recruiting based on retention based on uh our adversaries and stuff like that and then where we are collectively as a each branch um they kind of graded it and the Navy and was it the navy? Uh, the navy ended up being weak. Air Force ended up being very weak. Um, then we, the Army and the Space Force were marginal. Oh, and the nuclear, nuclear capabilities—I I didn't even realize they were going to do that. But uh, but the only one that was strong was Marine Corps. So the Marine Corps, I guess, is adapting more with the times and, and preparing for combat and stuff like that. So I thought that was very interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I I would say that the, the Marine Corps in, and this is coming from the little time I've served in the Army National Guard. Uh-huh. I'll go ahead and throw myself under the bus on that one. I think you already knew that, but
0: I, yeah, I was trying not to hold it against you. or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But you know, um, comparing the two services, I get Army National Guard, but I, I spent some time with Active Duty Army too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know deployed forward and stuff, I mm-hmm. think the Marine Corps is still more attractive to those that are looking for a challenge yeah um if if folks are just wanting to serve to either gain access to you know college education um, yeah some training that that can equivalent to the civilian workforce without actually going and going to school for it um which funny thing is you have to go to school for it in the military but <laughs> <laughs> You know, just a different path, I guess. Right. Um. They they typically choose the other services. It and I would say that the other services offer more civilian like uh, courses and classes that they can take. Yeah. That that are, that are equivalent to civilian uh, sectors. Yeah.
0: So do, do you guys think that that the uh, um, the jobs because I know they were talking about for a while is hiring specific like like professional level coming in as a sergeant or whatever in a specific field. Um almost non combatant like is is from what I was gathering. Uh but have you guys heard anything about that? Well hasn't it been going on for a while
2: now? I mean look at all the the jobs that we've civilianized in the military. Uh and it it's it's still going on. Every a non-combatant role they're trying to civilianize we've civilianized half of our, our our food labor now uh i mean i'm sure all of both of you can speak about it also but how many of the uh the officer billets in your command you know the the person retired on friday and they came back to work on monday in a suit yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Happens,
3: yeah didn't even
2: didn't even move out of their office
1: <laughs> and yeah <laughs> and, and you know the 20 plus years at war a lot of people literally wrote their billets into civilian billets uh-huh uh, you know when the money was there to convert those bills, yeah, absolutely yeah it's very interesting uh, i I wanted to add to that point i I believe that my my army national guard time was two thousand and four to two thousand six, uh-huh. and um you know the army was already incentivizing coming in and being at e four by the time you finish all your basic requirements for your m o s yeah um, I you don't see hard. that in the Marine Corps, right?
0: <laughs> not, No, not, not, to E4.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, typically they're, you know, well, especially, you know, in more recent years where they adjusted the time and grade.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause now in, in the Marine about, Corps, it's, uh, in order to pin on Sergeant, you have to re have reenlisted, which well, means forward, it, uh, you do your four years and then re-enlist.
1: Right. Isn't it like, uh, two years for Corporal now? And then another... uh, I believe so. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. We- you know non-meritorious regular promotion right yes regular promotion yeah and like you said four years at least four years time in service for sergeant
0: yes yeah so once they once they hit that time let's and you have to have you have to have re-enlisted so if if somebody does a five-year contract that doesn't guarantee that uh they'll get it now i don't know that for sure maybe there's a way around it uh but my understanding was you had to you had to have re-enlisted yeah which is, was pretty wild. Uh, it's definitely changed over the years. I remember uh, when I first came in, uh, it took forever for some guys to pick up. Uh, just by the way our MOS was structured. Uh, right. And then I'd say about a year, year and a half in, it, the MOS structure changed. And all of a sudden, like those guys that were having a hard time getting promoted were getting promoted finally because they were competing across the board instead of committing, competing within their own little niche right yeah. yeah so uh what what other things do you guys see I, I we talked about the change into the civilian sector stuff like that um do you think this is hurting our readiness overall uh for combat and things of that nature without a
2: doubt yeah i mean the 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 navy ha- has now reduced their standards again so they can try try to meet the recruiting
3: goals
0: right yeah yeah that's very true
3: so, yeah I mean, I mean go ahead i'm sorry go ahead
1: well you have that and and i think you've got to look at uh, you know i've only held like a couple of civilian jobs you know i had the prior broken time right uh, where i had a couple of civilian jobs and then of course the one since i've been retired but I'm thinking in those jobs, those mid-level managers, mm-hmm. NCOs, junior staff NCOs, um, typically were six to ten years in service. Yeah. Somewhere around there. mm mm-hmm. um, Well, I mean, they're equivalent to, you know, E5, E6, E7 right. in, in the military, but, you know, I mean, I've heard of… <laughs> Some of these services promoting guys at E6 before they even hit five years. You know it. Wow. Uh I mean that
2: was happening early on in Andrews and I's MOS. Uh because uh instead of competing against all musicians, you're only competing against your own instrument. So the instruments that were hard to find were promoting very fast. The um the, the, the staff are no, uh six or five I think uh five, Worcester yeah. picked up staff sergeant in five years because yeah. she was a bassoon player. Yeah, yeah My MTA uh was a staff sergeant when she uh auditioned me and she'd only been in less than six years. I think if that I remember that's correctly. Sad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she was a staff sergeant when she auditioned us. And I think was I'm pretty sure she ago. she would she bragged to me that she'd been in less than six years, if I remember correctly.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think there that. was a couple of Marines in my MOS that got selected somewhere around four to five years. This staffs aren't – I know mm-hmm. one was just at his four-year mark, but wow. these were exceptional Marines. These weren't, you know, your average. Yeah. yeah Some yeah, of the ones I've true. seen, you know, up here at McDill around the base and stuff, and, you know, it's – I equivalent them to Lance Copel. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they can't wear the uniform properly. <laughs> they just look like slobs, but yeah. – you know, uh, kind of acting goofy out there, but yeah, you know, their, their service deemed that it, you know, within their MOS, they were ready to be E 6s Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, and and, and what are you going to do? Because you you have, especially COVID, didn't help. You had the mass exodus right. because of COVID, and now there's all these billets out there that you know are vacant uh, and BICS out there that that need you know uh, rank equivalents
0: to fill them. So yeah, uh, I mean, yep. I, I can't. I can't blame it yeah
1: yeah you gotta you gotta fill the gaps right
0: yeah very true and and every uh every service you know you you have those bics you know you so many master gunnies or whatever all the way down and uh if you're if there's bank vac- vacancies in the next promotion board they're gonna uh try to fill those
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i i get that
1: well so, it, it, uh, yeah, at, at least ahead. in the marine corps you still have you know the minimum Requirements of, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 you know, physical fitness, your your minimum education requirements, yeah, right, height and weight form. standards, right. You know, they don't waive, nice. as far as I know, they ain't waving any of that. Of course, I've been retired what a year and a half now. <laughs>
0: no, they're not. No, no, they're not waving any of that. uh Those are still staples that are always going to be there. Now, the uh, I will say the the height weight thing has changed uh quite a bit mm-hmm. in the last year or so. So you still have the same height weight standard. Um, but if you, you, it was broken down by percentages, how much, like if you're over, uh, your right, body fat right. percentage. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people could tape out, uh, but those that can't tape out now, um, they have to go to the, uh, man, what is that machine called? You'd like sit in it, whatever. And it calculates all your, um, uh, body oh, fat. I thought you were going to say the sauna. Not the no, that's what I sit in to try to make weights. <laughs>
1: Some of us have been there; it was a struggle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, there's and, a, a machine. And the crazy thing is,
0: there's a machine yeah. that calibrates all your height or your uh, body fat uh, that's incredibly accurate. Uh, yeah. So that's like the third step. Uh, if you fail that, then it's automatic. Get onto uh, uh, BCP.
1: So, but it's, if it's you pass the- it.
0: If you yeah. pass it at that level, then you're good.
1: Yeah. Which kind of leads me into the, the whole pride part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there towards the end of my career, and I know you, y'all have seen it, you had yeah. guys that were, did not care if they passed the PFT or not. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. I say guys. When I say guys, I mean guys and gals too. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But used yeah, to, you're right. When you, know, you fall there back and in Iran, you were embarrassed and you just you tried to catch up as best as you could. Mm-hmm. Almost almost to the point of killing yourself if you know you had a legit medical problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's that's that whole mindset thing. But uh, I think over time we're talking about changing into more of a corporate mentality. It's kind of changing into that even on the fitness side, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's you know, it's okay. Okay. You're struggling, whatever. And people don't look at it the same. Like when we first came in, man, if you struggled at PT, you were getting their, your butt handed to you out of PT, you know, people yep. were dogging you all the time, stuff like that. That doesn't happen as much anymore.
2: Okay. But I, I I'll interject here. What about the, uh, the prevailing? It's okay to not be okay. I mean, most people equate it to mental health but i think it's becoming a little bit more pervasive it's okay to not be okay it's okay to not pass a pft it's okay to not pass a cft it's okay to whatever not being uniform regs or or anything like that you'll, you'll you'll get there eventually but it's okay to not be okay
1: i i completely agree with that <laughs> you, you know i you're absolutely right people took it that route yeah um you know i get the whole mental aspect uh, twenty plus years at in, at war, folks were deploying two, three, four, five, some some people upwards to ten times mm-hmm. over the last twenty years. Yeah. Um, and that does take a toll on on a person.
3: Yeah.
1: But I started seeing the majority of the people that were, you know, having issues were not deployed. Um, yeah, that's true. A lot of self inflicted issues, whether it was financial uh relationship wise um and, and like you just mentioned it became pervasive and it moved over to the physical side. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you're struggling on the PFT. Hey, so and so start PTN with them, get better. Mm-hmm. Person doesn't get better, you send them to medical, they get on some medical profile whether it's yeah. you know, no running, <laughs> whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah. And now you can't do anything with that person. And before you know it, they've been in another five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. and have even gotten promoted. <laughs> yeah, maybe sometimes twice.
0: Yeah, and it, and that's a tough go. And if and nowadays, if you don't keep your paperwork squared away, right. uh, man, alive. That I've seen I've seen guys on BCP that. Okay, it's their time, you know, they're hitting their 6-month mark. They're okay, they're going to get processed and all of a sudden they look back at the paperwork and they're like, "Well, where's this? Where's this? Where's this?" It's not there. Okay. Well, he's not on BCP. <laughs> and then it's just everything's done, like it's over. Um that that happens quite a bit.
2: Or the the new the, the new first sergeant, the new sergeant major checks in and he goes, "Oh, what about this and that?" Okay, well, screw it. We're starting all over.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> and every 2 years every 2 years get yep. somebody new yeah very true yeah that's amazing the the differences from when we first came in to now and just imagine those guys that came in you know uh well before us those veterans that are quite a bit older you know what what are they thinking when they look at some of the the issues and stuff like that that they see
1: so so to add to that point um I thought we were a tighter team back closer family, closer knit back in the day when you spent more time training with each other. Yeah. Uh You spent, you spent some of your Liberty time, a lot of your Liberty time with each other. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying just being a younger uh service member. I mean, even after I was married, we would still hang out as, you know, friends and stuff. You know, my yeah. squad would come over to my house, whatever, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh-huh. It slowly became, Hey, don't bother the Marines on the weekend. Yeah. Let them do what they want on the weekend. You know? Yeah. Uh, and the next thing you know, it's like, you're here Monday through Friday You on, on the weekend. And I'm not yeah. saying I did that, but I heard it. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. what, what you do in your free time is, is on you, but you can still be held accountable. Yeah. Well, why aren't we doing something to prevent those <laughs> things from happening?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and really, that boils down to, uh, I guess, command climate, what, what command climate is being set, uh, yeah. you know, those types of things. I remember, uh, and, and also location, right? Location plays a huge factor in those types of things. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if you're, for example, when I was on the depot, um, there's so much to do in San Diego that every time Liberty was sounded, everybody was going a million different directions because there was so much to do. And uh, they weren't really doing it together. Whereas if you get to a place like when I was in Oki, I mean, there was nothing like you had the guys there that you were with. And, you know, if you were going out somewhere, somebody had to go with you. So it was one of your friends. Uh, so I think it was much tighter uh, there in Okinawa than it was in San Diego.
2: Um, I was going to make that exact same point. Uh, and, you know, back when we in 29 Palms, there's nothing else to, to do out in the desert. So yeah. you hung out with each other, you know. You might, you know, a bunch of you get in a car and go down to Palm Springs, but uh, for the most part, you're all hanging out together.
3: Uh-huh. But
2: and then you, you you fast forward, you know, 10, 15 years later, the Xbox One, Xbox 360, <sighs> Sony, PlayStation, this and that, you know, and now people have all kinds of things to do on the weekends. Leave them alone so they can play their video games in the yeah. barracks, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's a uh, it's. Back then, you know, prior to us, you know, uh, yeah, there was, there was none of that. No cell phones, no nothing. Uh-huh. I mean, it was all about the interpersonal connections with your, your teammates, yeah. you know, uh-huh. with your, your fellow Marines. But now, uh, with the, you know, the, 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 the saturation of social media and uh-huh. online gaming, I mean, now it's not just go back to your TV and playing online games. Now, not, the phones are getting good enough to do it now. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I was teaching class today <laughs> and kids came in when they were playing Fortnite on their phones in the classroom. Oh, God.
0: I'm
2: yeah, not even kidding. To... I'm not even making that up.
0: That's funny. But, you, you know, to, to go with that is no. you look at the interpersonal relationships uh, of today in the working environment even. Uh, You have the computers, you send emails, you don't have to see the person, Uh, you know, you have the cell phones, you know, you want to get accountability, all you got to do is text and you don't, you don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to see anybody. You can sit in your office all day long and be able to accomplish whatever it is that you need to accomplish. But I think they're missing that uh, camaraderie piece or that, that being able to understand somebody because you're physically in front of them. You're having a conversation, you're talking, you're doing those types of things. And that gets lost big time. That's the number one reason I bought a stand up desk. Nice.
2: Yeah, I mean it's uh I, I I hated uh much probably like the the two of you, I hated leadership by email. Uh-huh. If I needed uh if I needed to talk to a gunny, I was already standing, so I'd know, go talk to one of my gunnies say, you know, go talk to this person, go talk to, come back to my desk, send a quick email, go talk to this person, go talk go downstairs, go see what the duty's doing, you know, whatever uh-huh. it does uh you know i at uh, the standing desk i kind of miss my standing desk i think
1: i might get a new one uh, <laughs> see yeah. that was me andrew how many times i'd come over to the school i was just to, yeah,
0: just to talk face to face instead yeah. of just
1: you know i could have easily picked up the phone and called and mm-hmm. sent an email and, but i was that's me i'd rather just go talk to you face to face
0: well that and that was the huge generational type gap that we had right yeah. The the mass arts <laughs> and, and me like we would get up and go to see each other talk to each other have conversations and, and you know a lot of times it was work stuff a lot of times it wasn't but we were talking and seeing each other on a regular basis right. whereas you look at those more junior marines they struggle with that you yeah. know that I, maybe because they grew up playing video games and doing that type of stuff so they're not used to that face to face interaction as much kind of
1: makes them uncomfortable
0: yeah
2: oh it totally does not, not to mention
0: <laughs> You know, people can't gaff
2: you off when you're standing in front of them. Hey, I need this from you. Uh, uh, give me 10 minutes. Okay, I'll
0: wait. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay, here it is. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's what I always say, right? Like, hey, it's it's easy to gaff somebody off if they shoot you an email. It's easy to say no, uh, because you don't see anybody. You don't, there's no feeling involved whatsoever. It's just like, nope, I'm not going to do it. All right, now you talk on the phone. Okay, it's a little bit harder to do, but still, you can tell them no. Uh, but you walk in front of somebody and you stand in there in front of them and you're like, how you doing that? They're, they're going to think twice. I'm like, oh, man, if I tell them no, it's going to get uncomfortable. And so they'll usually cave.
1: Yeah, I, I would say, you know, technology has definitely uh, helped, but also hurt us throughout the years. And I think has allowed the military become more civilianized and, and leaning towards corporate America yeah. uh, you know, in that sense um the other thing is we rely a lot on civilians to support us now yeah um, that's very true you know look at the mhm, yeah um, i
0: brought that up earlier i
1: can't i can't remember how the <laughs> last time somebody went on mess duty
0: i don't think they do that anymore <laughs> unless somebody straight. gets in trouble like locally and that'd be just like a crack deal between that unit and the chowhole I, I we did that uh we had mm-hmm. a marine get in trouble and uh, instead of doing EPD and stuff there at the schoolhouse, we just sent him over to the chow hall and worked over there.
1: So when I when I first came in, it was a requirement you had to do like thirty days on mess duty.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. I never had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did. I did mess hall duty when I was in boot camp. Man, that was great too. I got to eat all the cookies and. Cookie oh. Eggs.
1: Yeah, the staffer or the gunny in the chow hall, made yeah. sure you were fed. Oh yeah, they didn't care. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh shoot, that's funny.
2: Yeah, my team week sucked. We we just we were on some kind of working crew that belonged to I mean they they sent us over to like I don't know S1 or something to be a working oh, crew and they never yeah. they never wanted us for anything. So I literally spent the entire week in a broom closet listening to the radio
1: yeah yeah I'm we resented you we resented you guys
2: <laughs> in a broom closet
1: i was i was a scullery honcho <laughs> oh my god wash some dishes oh yeah.
2: at one time one time a corporal came and said hey i need you to help me move some tables we moved tables for 10 minutes he said all right go back to where you're at <laughs> <laughs> That was it. for the whole week for the whole
3: week, oh
2: my God. I'm in there trying to do the right thing and read my 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 Green Monster, and the other the other recruits are all just sleeping and shit. I'm like, oh, all right, I give up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff.
2: Oh, so I, I have a question for you, like you kind of you kind of hinted at it earlier uh, a little bit Aaron i think but uh as as far as you know like the the you know the military turning corporate because we're civilianizing more jobs is it because that um the ground fighter is becoming less and less useful
1: ooh ah great question um i actually think so yes um If you think about it, you know, the Marine Corps, the way they're changing their structure and building these uh, littoral regiments. Mm -hmm. Yep. um, You know, less, uh, I guess you could say, ground pounders and more kind of, uh, I guess, long range, uh, smaller strike forces, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I, I don't disagree with that statement. And it's because the dynamic has changed. You know, look... (laughs) In the early 2000s, we went to war in the Middle East with kind of a barbaric, uh, you know, outdated, yeah. you know, fighter, uh, you know, again, the insurgency, the, you know, and all that. They, they didn't have technology. Yeah. I mean, they use these phones to set off bombs and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. now they have drones supplied by other superpowers. Yeah. So
0: yeah. The dynamic has definitely changed. What was Absolutely. the uh, recently or I guess a couple of years ago now, but they were talking about uh, uh, the, the fight is on the horizon, right? It's not it's yeah. not the beachhead anymore. It's beyond mm-hmm. the beachhead is the fight. So even mm-hmm. if we do take the beach, we're still trying to reach out before that and take out those strategic targets that are uh, further like uh, in the horizon is what they said, I think.
1: Well, you have to, or you're never going to get to the beach. Look yeah, what's well, happening yeah, in, in the Middle East right now. I mean, yeah. they're they're rockets striking ships that come through there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and these are long; these aren't short-range rockets. These aren't RPGs. These are these are long-range, mid yeah. to long-range rockets.
0: Yeah, you just got to. You know, I'm, I'm glad there's people way smarter than me that are uh, kind of making some of those decisions up there at the Pentagon. Uh, but. <laughs> uh, I, I just hate to be uh, the guy trying to make those decisions. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I absolutely would not want to be that guy. But, you yeah. know, that somebody has to do it, right?
0: Yeah, true, true. Uh, it's not going to be me. <laughs> so the only decision <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make is how fast do I drive and uh, what am I going to eat next? That's that's it. You know. Where are you stopping but for that, the night? Where am I going to stop for that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that.
2: As as we as we like um, modernize the 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 fighting force, uh, mm-hmm. you know you know the uh, who uh, Amos's thing was the the tactical corporal. Is that who it was? Amos uh, came up with so. I can't remember. I can't remember yeah. what on it was. But it, strategic it was, corporal. Uh, that uh, that was yeah. The, the,
1: um, oh man, <laughs> memories that fading. Yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah anyways.
2: Uh, but uh, like, clueless. You know, yeah, well, what's Krulak? Maybe Jones. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. That long ago was it? Yeah, it was. Um, okay, no oh, okay. But like, the, like the Y'all tactical corporal is that corporal out on the battlefield making decisions? You know, but like I, I see it. You know, we're we're already in that in that like era now where we have the drone fighter making decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, the drone pilot. You yeah. know, so it's like instead of the tactical corporal on the ground, we got somebody that's flying a drone with the you know the thousands of miles away from where the drone's at. Uh-huh. You know uh making decisions about targets uh and all that kind of stuff. So I mean it's uh it's interesting on where war fighting is going these days.
1: Well, yeah, and then that's why, you know, General Naylor discussed, you know, and they had the conversations then about staff sergeants becoming squad leaders. Yeah. Because of the the that. type of decisions that needed to be made on the mm-hmm. battlefield.
2: Yeah. Well, it's because the staff sergeants these days are the same maturity as the corporals from Vietnam.
0: Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> there's that. I'm not, not going to say no to that. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say that uh, the Marines back in the day uh, probably had a little more oomph to them to make decisions. So,
1: Well, I yeah, think, I mean, I, it's a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think with technology, I think. You know, back then they were kind of forced to grow up a little bit faster, right? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Point. Nowadays, you you know, you can you can you can stay young <laughs> mentally too. <laughs>
0: true. True. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. This is definitely an interesting topic, uh, for sure.
2: Um, yeah, I, we haven't even started talking about money yet. Oh, no. God. <laughs>
0: Well, let's uh, go ahead. You, you brought it up. Go ahead and start talking about money.
2: Uh, I mean, as, as far as the military turning corporate, who was it? Uh, was it Eisenhower? The you know d- dubbed it the war machine.
3: Mm-hmm. You know yep.
2: the the industrial complex. You know yeah. that 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 war was becoming because uh, all the money that goes in and out of the the war machine.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I have a buddy who uh, recently retired uh, from the army. Uh, and his job was to write grants. He was an officer in the army and his only job was to write grants. <laughs> like he was basically, you know, petitioning Congress for money. So the army could like start this program or start that program or start this program. I mean, wow. it was all about begging for money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and uh, and you, if you look at all the money that goes in and out to all these contracts, how many, how many of these, these programs don't even get off the ground. We, you know, the, the military complex throws billions of dollars at something and they're like, uh, okay, scrap it, go on to something else.
1: I'm <laughs> I'm actually working on one right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, so the project I'm working on was started, you know, uh, I'd probably be lying, but so, probably somewhere around 10 plus years ago. Mm. And it, it never, never got off the ground. And, you know, now we're kind of forced to, uh, yeah just, just because, you know, money's running out to support the old system. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta, you gotta have a new system to replace that one.
0: You know, as fast and- as, uh, computers and, and all that stuff is developing, uh, it's just, uh, it's amazing how fast it works and then how much money it takes. Because although I'm sure the military is getting a somewhat of a cut, right. Or a, a break on the, the prices. Uh but there are companies that specifically are there to make money off the military for that. And they're not going to cut the prices that much.
1: Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It goes to the cheapest bidder, but you're absolutely right. You know, com- companies, well you have to have those civilian companies to do it because the military can't, you know, we don't have the folks to, to develop it. And again, the program I'm working on, the, the amount of, Man hours that, that these guys put into this program to, to, to get it developed is, it, it's amazing. You know, I, I was like, Oh, okay. What does it take to do this? You know, thinking, Oh, it don't take much. Oh, <laughs> was I sadly mistaken? Um, but you have to have the cooperation of all parties involved. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the, you know, the, the folks handling that money, you know, the contracting officers, um, the, the middleman and then the guy producing the product or the service and then of course the guys on the government side that are receiving it uh-huh. to make sure that it's meeting those needs and those demands. Yeah. You know that's a good point. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy. I've I've learned a very little in a short amount of time, but it's enough to to be like, yeah, it takes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> know that's, um, that's and, fun. And to your point, you know the guys begging for money.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The Congress doesn't want to give us any more money. Yeah, you know they want to. They're, they're trying to cut.
0: Yeah, and well, they need to cut. A, a they lot do, areas.
1: but but I would argue that defense is not the place to cut it.
0: Well, I would agree with that statement as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that defense is fairly important. Um, yeah. You know,
1: but they they really need to crack down on 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 the fraud and waste and abuse, you know, mm-hmm. and it's out there. They just they just choose to turn a blind eye to it. Yeah.
0: And yeah. what well, happens at the unit level even, you know what I'm saying? So, well, it's not, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not just uh, at the very top because they'll say, hey, you got this much money, you better spend it, you know, uh, because if you don't spend it, you're not going to get that much the next year. Uh, so you got to show that you're spending that and some to be able to get more the following year. And that's how it's like if you're doing that at the unit level all the way up, you know, to division, to the to the Marine Corps or the the Department of Defense. My God, man, we're spending ridiculous amounts of money.
1: It's it's funny you say that, you know, how many units I've been in where I've been in the briefs and the commander saying, hey, we gave back, you know, X millions of dollars. And I'm like, well, what are they doing with it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it goes somewhere. Somebody's oh yeah,
1: it. yeah. It gets it gets you know reappropriated to something mm-hmm. else, but yeah. you know,
2: yeah. There's somebody. another taking gas for Air Force One,
0: right? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, that's that is one impressive plane, though. Both yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sure. I. I heard, and I don't know if this is true. I may be blowing smoke here, but I heard they were updating the uh, uh, the helicopters. Did they move it to uh, uh, Ospreys? Marine. Oh, you talking about
1: HMX one or yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the unit. I thought they changed it to Ospreys. I I don't know that a hundred percent though. I think they uh, I don't get a new helicopter. So. No, not, no, not Ospreys though.
2: though but... Yeah, I think it's still Sikorsky or whatever it is, but it, it's not an Ospreys. Yeah. Which are also still bugged. You know, I, I mean, did we just have an Osprey accident 20, like a couple months ago?
1: Yeah. Twenty twenty five years later.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. We're still having off. Yeah. That, that I don't know if that was just somebody's uh, bad idea that we're going to make work anyways. But and then the F-35 uh, is a fifth generation fighter They're already working on the sixth generation fighter because of our corporate espionage or defense espionage. You know, has all of our secrets about the 35 have been leaked in. So now they're already starting on a sixth generation fighter. Oh, my God.
1: It's a yeah. VH-92 is the new variant. What? You're okay, talking sure. about I the, uh, the helicopter. helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. We went back like well, got confused. With somebody who plays drums.
1: It's a, right. it's a Sikorsky, but it's been in the works for a while now.
0: <laughs> so, But that is new, a newer aircraft. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why I just may have got them confused. You remember the it was one of the very first accidents that they had uh, with the Ospreys. It was in Yuma, if I'm not mistaken. Um, It had to have been around 2000 ish time frame, maybe 2001 and 2001. Uh, But uh, I had four of my fellow recruits from boot camp who were actually on that helica or that uh, aircraft that went down and they died. Whoa. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Oh, you say it was an osprey? It was osprey, yeah. It was right when the yeah. ospreys were starting out.
1: Yeah, I was on uh my Mew deployment in two thousand twelve, we lost one uh with the the two uh crew crew and um the two the pilot and co-pilot. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's a yeah, very interesting plane.
1: Yeah. There's from from you know talking to pilots that I've worked with through the years. A lot of them say that there's just there's no room for error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Uh,
0: all I can say, glad I'm not a pilot. That's that's just too much, too much. I don't people. think
1: I would have made it through flight school.
0: Well, there, yeah, I wouldn't have done that either. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I'm not smart enough to make it that far.
1: Too many gauges and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: I have a hard enough time starting this podcast, so <laughs> I couldn't imagine having yeah, me to do something. What's that?
2: That's said, me too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we got figure it
0: figured out, though. I had,
1: I had a decent ASFAB score. My recruiter's like, you sure you want to be an 03? I said, yeah, pull trigger, go boom. <laughs>
2: I play drums for a living. What do you want? Pull trigger go boom.
1: Are you better than Andrew?
0: Oh yeah. Oh uh Anybody's it's not that hard, is it? I am. No, it's easy to be better than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I may have a gig gear coming up soon, by the way. Oh. Yeah, man. Drums. Huh? Not on drums. Oh, no. No, not on drums. I, I think I've forgotten how to do that. Uh, no, playing guitar and singing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I went out to the, the local BFW here, and Uh-oh. I went in, and I was like, well, you know, what do I got to do to join up? And the guy talked me through it. We're sitting there having a conversation, and and uh, he's like, uh, what was your job? And I was like, oh, I was a musician. And he's like, oh, no kidding. What'd you play? I was like, well, I was a drummer starting out. And, you know, I don't do that anymore, though. Uh, all I do is play guitar and mess around and sing songs and he's like you want a gig? <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so I might be playing at the VFW, man.
1: Hey don't don't forget us, don't forget about us little people. I'm you, telling you. Big become famous. Shoot. I'm rolling in the next w week
2: thing. you're going to be wearing a killer tomato jacket and 3 weeks later you're going to be wearing shoes with velcro on them.
0: I, no, I, I do the shoes that don't have nothing. You just slip your foot in.
1: You just slip them in there.
0: Yeah. I, well, I the hey, hey dudes,
1: summer. you you've been <laughs> wearing the hey dudes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. No, no orthopedic inserts yet. <laughs> uh, no, not yet. Not yet. It's coming though. Yeah. And all my VA stuff is finally in. I should be getting a rating here soon. So, that's been an interesting uh, go. Um, the the VA and the process and doing all that stuff. I need to have some guys on from the VA to kind of talk about that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, that would be a a good one.
0: That would be a great show. I want to do one with the VA and then I want to get a, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, mm, VSO. Yes. Yeah. So one with the VA and then one with the VSO. So they can kind of like legitimately. Like, from the VA's perspective, these are the things we're looking at. This is what we want to do. And then from the VSO's perspective of, hey, here are
1: some things you need to think about, you know? Speaking of military going civilian, we we do need civilians to support us.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. those
1: are some very important people.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, don't even get me started. Holy cow.
1: <laughs> some, <laughs> like,
0: of, uh, some of the jobs are very important that we need. Yes. Maybe not all of them.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, uh, the part, I mean, I, I'm, I will not deny that part of the reason that I retired as a master sergeant, I could have gone to master guns, but part of the reason I retired as a master sergeant is because the inbredness of Paris Island, uh, all, all, yeah. all the drill instructors that all retired and then, like, came back to work at the depot, It's, it's, there are, I think, six retired, like. Eastern recruiting, major, Eastern recruiting Region Sergeant Majors, like the Depot Sergeant Major, six of them have retired and come back to work on base.
0: That's pretty impressive.
2: It, it's so inbred, it's incestuous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If you're not a drill instructor, a Sergeant Major, or a First Sergeant that used to be a drill instructor, or a retired Sergeant Major, a First Sergeant that used to be a drill instructor, you're not in the club. And if you're not in the club, you don't get anything done on Paris Island.
1: Huh. So that's a great point. Uh, I want to kind of add here towards the end, there are some positions out there and I, I'm not going to name names or units or any of that stuff where <laughs> some of those civilians come back and those guys are writing fit reps. That's and, true, yeah. uh, they are kind of overstepping. I wouldn't, you know, I, again, they're writing fit reps. They're the quote unquote RS. But they're kind of not removing their rank from the military, right, from when they retired. Yeah. They're they're still counseling young Marines. They're still doing things that, you know, they probably need to step back and and let those staff NCOs do. But then you've also got some young staff NCOs and NCOs that are like, well, so-and-so is going to do it, so I'm not even going to bother doing it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. To me, that kind of breeds the weakness, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I've seen that. Because ultimately, that civilian cannot hold that young marine accountable. Only the commander can. Yeah. And if and if the leadership in between that young marine and that commander is not doing their job, you know. mhm, So now and you just have point. issues.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's a rough go. You know, you got the civilians yeah. that that come back and and they get the jobs and stuff. Uh, I, I mean, I can understand why we want to do that because they've. They have proven themselves, let's say, and they they yeah. know the job very well, or they know the the atmosphere or whatever, and they they know how to will and deal within the marine Corps, uh or yeah. might I even say that be. they have corporate knowledge there you go, corporate knowledge, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point, uh, yeah. so, so good I can team. see how we would want that, right uh you don't you, you're so letting a the guy go at thirty years and he's got a lot yeah. of experience, and you're like, oh, man, we could keep him around, you know, I can understand that.
1: Well, there's some, there's some continuity there. Like in my job field, you don't want somebody swapping out every two to three years. Actually, probably less than that when they were putting officers, you know, there's oh, yeah. lieutenant colonels in the billet for uh-huh. like a year at a time. And yeah. there's no continuity there. Now the staff NCO should be the one holding the, holding the fort down uh-huh. and, 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 and all that. But, you know, they created these civilian GS billets. That are in charge of the you know the tipid the jobs TIBFID. and a lot of them, a lot of them are great. I know a lot of them personally and they're and they're good. Mm-hmm. But then in other units there may be some that are kind of you know micromanaging all the personnel that are and it's like you don't need to do that. You yeah. write the fit rep for the NCOs and staff NCOs possibly. Mm-hmm. Just depends on what unit you're in. I've been in units where they didn't even write them, but. Oh, wow. You know, hmm. if you're writing that that staff NCO or NCO's fit rep, then you're in charge of them. You're not in charge of the junior marines. Yeah. So you know, yeah. do what it, do what you want with it, but at the same time, you don't you don't need to come in and say, "Hey, the marines PT today," <laughs> in front of all the marines.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Just say, hey, sergeant, staff sergeant, gunny, whatever your, you know, the rank is and say, hey, you know, I see you're kind of slacking on on your leadership there. You might want to pick it up. Yeah. I have to write your fit rep, you know? Yeah.
0: Fit rep's right around the corner. You might want to think about that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. Because, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of the Marine Corps, you know, most Marines want to succeed and they want to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. I would agree Other with that. services, I can't say so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they,
0: they, I would say more than likely the majority are the same way. Uh, eh. You know, they want to come in, they want to do good, they want to, you know, at least from what what I have uh, seen, uh, I do think that there is the select few in in every service that they're just there for a paycheck, you know, nine to five,
1: yeah, or to pay for college, yeah, yeah. Once my college is paid for, it, I'm gone. Or the Xbox addiction. Well, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. It's
0: either that or alcohol or... There's always something. Cigars. Yeah, cigars. That's, that's you for sure. Yeah. But very cool. Well, anything else? Y'all want to chat about something else?
1: Um. I can't think of much more.
2: Oh. Did I get disconnected?
0: Nope, you're here. I hear you. Can you hear me? I don't think he hears us. He's gonna start cursing in a second. <laughs> 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 oh, that's too funny. Uh-oh. Oh, I there you go. I hear you. No, you're here, man. You're here
1: nope he's gone yeah. he's, he's gone, gone couldn't it's
0: just the two of us now
1: yeah the
0: two of us and whoever else is listening
1: see sometimes technology is not a good thing yeah that's true
0: i'd rather have a face-to-face it's much easier
1: set around the you know table or something well the campfire i mean, is a the campfire there we saying. go it's a fireside yeah, chat. fireside chat yeah
0: you know we got to keep that alive so challenge accepted oh there you are hey yeah i <laughs> don't yeah, I'm sure it's user error. I mean, I'm... Well, I don't know. We heard you just fine, but you apparently didn't hear us. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the little uh, little green circles
2: around everybody's uh, picture icons, and I'm like, they're talking. I can't hear. I don't know what's going <laughs> on.
3: Uh, that's good stuff.
1: We heard you personally we, we were talking about you.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were, definitely. Yeah, you and every one of my students, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, if they're talking about you, you must be doing something right.
2: Oh yeah, I sent my first kid to the principal today. That was great. Oh dang, yeah, <laughs> you were mean.
1: Oh, you're yeah. teaching in school, school.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm teaching in school, school. <laughs> oh, and not high school. What, what grade? Uh, right now it's just junior high, but uh, oh, okay. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get the uh, the junior high kids to stick around to want to take band in high school because they don't have a band program yet in high school. Okay. So, um, but uh, apparently I'm not doing too swell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's pretty normal for a new guy to walk in and you know, hey, this is what we're gonna do and you start saying, you know, setting the the ground rules for everybody. I think that's pretty normal.
2: Yeah, except for it's seventh and eighth graders, you know, which you you can't say anything to seventh and eighth graders without them thinking it has something to do with sex.
1: Huh. So I don't Oh yeah,
2: trumpet your sh- trumpet your sharp, pull out. <laughs> he said pull out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: I'm not even kidding. Hey, uh, clarinet player today was like, Hey, it's hey,
1: the world at their palm of their hands nowadays. Oh know,
2: right? Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, I had a clarinet player tell me today, Hey, I, I can't get my clarinet to work. And I was like, cause you have too much of the mouthpiece in your mouth. Are you telling me to pull things out of my mouth? I'm like, <laughs> oh, my <God."
0: laughs> oh my God. Oh my God,
2: man. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even making it up. It's like, you can't make that stuff up. Uh.
1: Tell them they better yeah. get it under control now. They go to the civilian workforce and they'll be getting charged. Yeah, military
0: Ooh. workforce even get charged.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's no joke. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're right, uh, trying to
2: legislate uh, the feelings into if you don't if you don't call me by my right pronoun, then I can take legal action against you.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah i don't even want to get into that uh, <laughs> That's a different corporate comment. america yeah corporate america will stick with that one that's the other one might be too much of a uh polar polarizing uh type of thing uh, you know it's probably not the best of things to get into right away but anyways Andrew, come on let's go huh
3: <laughs> i said
2: plant a flag
3: Let's
0: go. <laughs> uh-uh. No flag planted here, buddy. Not ready for that one yet. No, uh, you wait till I get a, a lot more followers, and we'll talk about some stuff like that. Wait till I'm like big time. You know what I'm saying? No, even then, yeah, Joe probably Rogan. Talk about it. Yeah. So.
1: You got to have Im- you got to have influence, Andrew. Oh, I got when, some influence. Once you gain, once you gain that influence, then uh, you can start bringing those folks on to dis- have those conversations.
0: Yeah, true, true. Um, you know, the greatest thing about being the host of the podcast is I can kind of, uh, just agitate people and get them worked up. Right. Which is basically <laughs> what I've done my entire career. So
1: I was going to say, it. Yeah. aren't you kind of used to that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm very,
0: I've, I've had a lot of practice. Yeah. It's been fun. So, yeah. Anyways. Hey, thanks for coming on and chatting about this, uh, is the military becoming too corporate? Um, uh, so maybe, maybe yes, maybe no, but uh, either way, I think it's something that it that the military, in my opinion, needs to kind of take a look at, uh, and there there has to be a happy medium in there somewhere so yeah, but yeah, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. you guys, Rob it again um, and then for everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you made it this far hearing us rambling toward the end, um, yeah, it's been fun. Tune in next week for uh, all the other good stuff that's coming up. Uh, I think you'll enjoy them. Um, Anyways, stay motivated. Change your socks.